we are now jumping back into our expert series um, and we have a very special guest in the studio. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, thank you for calling me very special. Uh, <laughs> so I'm Dan Pardellis. Um, I'm the associate editor of Complex AU um, and I'm a producer on web series like Goat Show and Get Familiar, which hopefully you would have seen in your feed yes. at some point. I also do uh, sort of branded content stuff for Archetype Media. Um, you had Mia on as a previous expert mm -hmm. talk, um, so we work together. So, you know, I make videos for clients like Spotify, Sony Music, um, and also I write about rap. Um, you know, I've interviewed Goldlink, Gold Thundercat, Mac Miller, ASAP Ferg, Yachty, so on. Not trying to showboat. <laughs> I'm, no, pretty boat. I'm pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. You're very special. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's definitely a list. That sure. is. Jumping right in, um, so you're here to kind of give like tips and direction to younger creatives out there, correct? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like rap dad, really. Yeah. <laughs> rap, <laughs> I have to, rap dad. Um, but I so, guess more than rap as well, like um, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, online content, the climate. The and, yeah. yeah, really sort of, you know, when I got the opportunity to come and talk to you guys, I kind of thought, um, what's something sort of like, you know, just advice or tips for creative? So that includes like anything from content creators like myself to writers, photographers, videographers, podcasters, producers, artists, um, you know, radio hosts in the hip hop space. Um, so like I feel that creatives sort of often doubt their ability and their process in Certainly. their craft. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's something that I personally feel like even now. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to sort of, you know, bring forward some advice. You know, we can often sort of work alone and sort of get caught up in our heads. Um, and a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about today, I still have to kind of remind myself about daily. So yeah. hopefully it can be sort of like reassuring for people in terms of their creative process and sort of what everyone goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to, just to start off with an incredibly broad question, yeah. as interviewers do. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> so I recently, there was a video out, you would probably know that Diddy was talking about how the, the rap game is diluted. There's too many people out there right now doing it, and it's kind of, I guess, dampening the culture in a sense. So just to start off, I would like to get your opinion on that, not just in hip-hop, but as a broad media landscape as well, because there's more publications every day, there's more series every day, there's more, po more podcasts every day. Should creators be intimidated by this or happy about this? Um, look, I think, you know, the, the more, more content will always breed more content yeah um and so you know if there's a whole bunch of artists out doing the same thing then you know um people will copy each other and you know but the thing is that all these things will eventually evolve um and you know there's um counterculture and and reactions to these things and i feel like you know the ecosystem will kind of just balance itself out yeah do you think that the the roles as an artist or, or like a content creator over the years has switched changed with like i guess how microwaved and quick people can access things now like is there different things you have to do in order to get known in this landscape um i think it's it's definitely a lot easier now to sort yeah. of get yourself out there you know like you know um i remember like you know when when soldier boy came out for example yes. I know you're a big fan <laughs> of a, yeah soldier boy i believe he spawned this so. yeah, he, kind of, <laughs> he kind of pioneered that idea of just like yeah. making it for yourself, you yeah. know, that you, all you need is like free loops and that's it. And you can sort of um, get out there and be, 
uh, like a whole fully formed artist that people um, love. So um, I think, yeah, definitely the landscape has completely, completely changed. And you, um, I, I think it's empowered people. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I, I know we're talking about um, sort of a lot of, a lot of artists being in the field, but, you know, it's a lot of creativity. And I think yeah. that's mm. a good thing. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, um, just to start off with um, something you've talked about, um, the importance of the first draft. And, of course, seeing, like, I guess, kind of a diluted culture with so much amazing creativity out there, it can be hard to even just delve into it. Mm. So, once you're into it, like, why do you think the draft is important in a sense? Yeah, I think I think it's 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 important to understand, you know, um, how valuable it is to get that um, first draft out because everything starts as a trash version of whatever you end up with. Um, And I think you need to be comfortable with the fact that you'll never get it exactly right the first time. Mm -hmm. No one ever does. Um, And you might not even get it exactly right, you know, 13 drafts. Ever. Yeah. 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 Um, But I think if you're comfortable with that fact, like knowing that, you know, the first thing I do is going to be bad, but... I can improve on that. Um, that's going to sort of um, speed up your creative process um, quite a lot. Um, so f- for me, it's like when I'm writing it's or creating any kind of content, it's like get something, get anything out first yep. and then make it good. You yeah. know? So it can be a story. It can be a beat that you're working on. It can be lyrics. Um, like for me, when I'm writing, I start with a bunch of quotes from an artist and it's doesn't look like a piece at all Mm. Um, and then I'll turn that into disjointed paragraphs with no links at all and then I'll start (laughs) to form the links and then it might be something that someone could read Um, and then you know 13 14 drafts down the track it's like something that you could put in a magazine yeah 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 would you apply that same thought process to when you have like creative blocks and stuff because that's a huge thing when you're trying to create something you just have this slump of like oh my god like I don't know what to do anymore would you, would you say that sort of applies with that too or is it yeah it's it's about that fear of failure and mm. kind of trying to get past it um, like as often as you can um, so you you know if you if you do fear that you know it's this is going to be trash or whatever you'll never start mm. um, but if you just keep exposing yourself to the fact like like it was trash but I got to do um, I got to do it again and I got to fix it and it's okay to fail first um, I think that kind of changes everything for your creative process yeah yeah, I think it's important to fail as well because yeah. you, you learn so much through all of those. Even if they're mini failures that nobody sees, you know, you've learned something about it in your own creative process and or you've learned a new technique. That's it, man. That's it. And, like, you know, personally for me, like, documenting every version of, like, the things you create can actually be really valuable because you can kind of go back to the first version and compare it to what you've got now (laughs) and go, whoa, like that changed so much and this process is perfectly fine and it's something that I should be comfortable with. Yeah. And like kind of segueing into your your next tip essentially Mm, mm -hmm. um part of that drafting process is obviously there's going to be a finished product one day and you talk about how it's important to have someone to look at your work and basically Mm -hmm. critique it or give opinions on it um so why do you think that's important yeah so i i think that there's no real growth without reflection um and we do that ourselves a lot of the time um, but sometimes we can't see um, our flaws or our errors in things and you know being creatives um, we kind of make stuff that 
is going to be judged and that people are going to critique and they're going to look at and they're going to interpret um, their own way. Um, so why not get someone that you, you know, trust and know well and, you know, feel cares about your work to have a look at it first? Yeah. Um, so in terms of who that person should be, um, I say, you know, choose someone who'll be real with you but not demotivating so you don't want someone like just mad harsh it's like no nah, this is trash and like mm. you'll never be anything um but they will say like you know this paragraph is um not great and you should yeah. really yeah. work on it um but you know it's, it's also someone who won't go easy on you you know yeah they genuinely care about your work they genuinely care about you as a person um and they want to see you succeed um so you know they'll give you that that feedback that you need do you yeah. think it's important for this person to be well versed in the creative area yeah or do you think it's also good to consider somebody who isn't and so therefore they're almost like a consumer yeah that's a, that's a really good point so mm. like firstly i think you know in terms of picking this particular person that you kind of always go to it is much easier if they're in your field yep. like for example like my best mate um shout out nick Payne. um he's <laughs> hey, a <laughs> he's a trained journalist and um if i have like a piece um that i'm writing i'll send it to him and he'll give me like mad detailed feedback about it and he can tell me like you know there's a syntax error here and yeah, stuff like great. that really so it's like you know he can give me that specific cri like criticism that i need um, but also, you know, if you're giving it to someone else that, you know, has no idea about it, they'll give you a completely different perspective. Mm. Um, honestly, like give it to as many people as you can, like, and that you, you feel you can trust to get decent feedback from. Um, but yeah, like don't expect to be like, you know, you just like wrote a sick rap song and you like showed it to your mum and she's not going to be like nah there should have been like heaps more multis in there <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah as a writer myself and of course you're a writer you're a writer um, so when you create pieces or do interviews obviously it goes through an editing process with an editor and I found that in my early days it can be a little bit disheartening to see criticism yeah. um, it can make you really second second guess your whole career choice already because you know putting something out there is already so anxiety driven mm. so um for any musician or like any writer anyone in that kind of media stratosphere um do you have any tips for overcoming that sort of feeling yeah it, it kind of just goes back to that idea of the first draft as well it's like yeah. you know just the first stuff that you do is going to be bad um but you know you have to do it to get to where you want to go so um you know start off doing bad stuff and then you mm. know you'll you, you'll get good and um it's it's a long it's a long process yeah yeah another, yeah. another thing i wanted to ask about this as well is you know you're talking about all these drafts and getting feedback and not it it creates a lot of iterations of the same piece and especially when it comes to perfectionism as well and i, I find i'm very perfectionistic with the music that i make yeah uh you, you can almost feel as though it's a never-ending process and you're never going to get it just right. Yeah. Is, is there something that you have in, in mind helping, you know, perfectionists like that to be okay with a certain product? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it leads into my next point that, you know, um, this idea that art is 
never finished. It's only abandoned. So, yep. you know, as a creative, you can never really truly be done yep. with a project. Um, it'll never reach this point of perfection that you imagine in your mind um, because there's always more you can add. There's always more you can take away to anything. So, like, you know, if you're making, like, a beat, you know, you might add a different synth um mm. but then you might take it away later and you put like you know a bass down or something like that you can just always keep adding and subtracting from it and that process can just go on forever um yeah but you know this idea of you know art's never finished it's only abandoned um you know every historically significant piece of art has been through that process so I, I hope that that is a comforting idea <laughs> to some people um and you know much like the 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 first draft process it's like it's about knowing that that phase is coming while you're creating mm. and being at ease that like you know there's only so much you can do about this project um and maybe a deadline arrives and you can't do it or like uh sorry not that you can't do it but you can't you, you can't hold on to it any longer um or maybe you've just looked at it so many times you don't want to ever see it again <laughs> yeah um, that's you know, point. Yeah. yeah yeah so any of those kind of things can happen but you know as long as you know that that's that's going to be part of the process i think yeah that's that's quite important i think understanding as well that you know when you're first finishing projects and getting them out there that those even those finished versions aren't going to be perfect and that's going to teach you something as well for the next project and the next project and your finished versions become better and better and better yeah and it's all it's all it's all learning mm. as well and like you know it, we, we all suffer from it like look how many times um you know kanye's gone and touched his previous <laughs> work yeah on spotify and so he's like still that. fixing wolves yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day one day we'll get yeah, yeah. yeah we still have a good friend for expert talks in the studio mr dan how you doing Sup, still how's with us <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So we'll jump straight back into it. Um, something that is important and uh, like a, a point of that some people make a big point of in the industry is talking about their goals and showing it off to everyone and being like, I'm going to be the best or I am the best. Um, you, you've got some advice on that for us. Yeah, look, like it, it is something that I see quite a lot now is that you know there's, there's sort of people that are like you know i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna have this podcast and i'm gonna make this song or you know i'm gonna write this um but you know whether there there is actually follow-through on that that is um you know important thing to sort of look at so like i feel like it's like feel free to talk about like the big plans that you have but make sure that there is action too so i feel like we can get like a very similar like adrenaline rush from talking about the possibility of our success um mm -hmm. as we do to like actually making it happen so it's very easy to get stuck in that and like never make something of of what you're actually looking at so what you want to be doing is taking action rather than being in motion so mm -hmm. this idea of like motion versus action so motion is when you're busy doing something that will never produce an outcome just by itself um, action is the type of behaviors that you know will get you a result so it's a difference between like um, making a list of blogs that you want to pitch to um, versus sending out the emails mm. right so the motion is you know making that list of blogs because you you're progressing in a way but you're not quite committing to the possibility of succeeding or failing in the task but if you take that next step and just send out the emails um that is you know the actual action behind it yeah yeah so um with that like 
obviously, yeah, it's easy to have ambitions, but it's not always easy to make them come to fruition. So, you know, you might want to start a podcast, you might have a good idea, but you might not have the money to buy like a blue snowball mic. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you might want to pitch. You <laughs> might, is this a sore point? <laughs> yeah. You might want to pitch to um, various different blogs, but sometimes the emails aren't easy to find. So there's obviously a divide between what you want to do and what is possible to do because sometimes the resources aren't there. Mm. Is there any particular way that you would tell listeners out there to kind of overcome that? Is there any strategies or methods? Um, it's it's kind of just, you know, doing what you actually can. You know, the actions that you can actually take at any given point, just yeah. go with those rather than sort of like keeping yourself in that sort of motion yeah, yeah. phase. Just, you know, if there's something smaller that you can do, but it's still, you know, going to get some kind of result for mm-hmm. you, I think it's better to sort of chase that. Um, because, yeah, you know, this, this idea of motion is just doing something and nothing at the same time. Yeah. Um, and sort of action pushes you to that next level in your... You know, yeah, making something of yourself. And I, I guess that yeah. kind of segues into the the next point of knowing that sometimes what you're doing it won't always be what you love. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like working at Complex AU, I always say to people, like, that's that's my dream job. Like, you know, I get to, yeah. you know, sit around and, like, write, talk, uh, make content about, like, rap and, you know, R&B and stuff like that all day. I love it. Um, but also, sometimes I hate it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there, it doesn't matter, like, if you're doing something that you love, there are always going to be parts that are difficult um, and things that, you know, we all go through fatigue and tiredness, being overworked, being de- demotivated, just being generally unhappy. Um, and that's not something that we should feel shameful about it's just really being human and Mm. you know some people might be like oh that's your dream job like you should just be happy like all the time i'm just like no that's not how humans actually work (laughs) so Mm. um so yeah i think that's such an excellent point because the idea of following your dreams and them coming to fruition the if if you actually attain that goal it's so romanticized Mm. that you know if you're doing what you want then everything is going to be perfect but yeah there are times where you're doing it and you're not really feeling it even though and then you think to yourself even though this is what you want to be doing it's it's not the best fun right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I love I love writing, um, but you know, sometimes I sit there and I'm driving myself mad over like a single line for like three hours. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't love this right yes. now. Yes, yes. Um, but like, as long as at the end of the day, like the good is outweighing the bad, um, it's still mm. the right thing for yep. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of how you see, I guess, the light at the end of the tunnel when se- theme- things seem dark? Yeah. Like kind of yeah. just listing out the pros and cons? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, as long as, as long as you feel like what you're doing is positive and that, that you feel like you're on the right path, um, yeah, just keep keep going with it. But, you know, if, if, you're, if you're looking at it, you know, from a distance and you're kind of like... I don't really enjoy this that much mm. anymore. Yeah, maybe it's time to reassess. Yeah. yeah. I, I know another thing that can sometimes get me down about what I'm doing is comparing myself comparing yeah. myself to somebody who is who I see as being successful or further down the track and you can get disheartened from that. Uh, you've got some advice on this as well? Yeah, um, it's a very easy thing to do right now, um, especially with social media. Mm. Um, we probably sort of know about this idea that everyone projects their perfect self um, yep, on social media. Self. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> like it's not really you, it's like you winning like all the time and there's 
there's no failure failures at all yeah um but that's not not the reality of people's lives you know you you go through you know breakups you lose your job you know but those things don't end up on instagram mm. you know <laughs> um so it, it's very easy to you know look at people's perfect selves and then compare that to like your worst self so the you that's like you know sitting hungover in your bed eating kfc on a sunday morning like yeah. and that is me quite often <laughs> um, <like> good morning <laughs> um you know you, you you look at your worst self and their yeah. perfect self and it's very easy to get yourself down um about those things um but the thing is like everyone has a completely different journey um some people will be ahead some people will be behind um and the more you focus on everyone else the less time you're really dedicating to advancing your own journey so um yeah just trying to sort of keep those blinders on and don't don't look too much at what the next man or woman is doing um just you know go on go on with your your thing yeah when like looking at other people and somewhat i guess comparing your own journey to theirs mm. and they might be m- more of a successful light say you know i want to be a jinx mm. of, yeah. from complex yeah. and do you think it's important to still just kind of do it your own way or kind of mimic the path that led them to success um i think you can always learn things from um sort of people that you might see as like your heroes or you know, yeah. like even your um contemporaries but you know you are you got are you going to do it your own way um yeah. everyone uh you know to use a, <laughs> a terrible phrase um everyone's riding their own horses you know <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah you, you, it's it's a little bit of both like take take the good from what you're seeing other people do like you know oh they went on this show or whatever and like you know that's something that i might want to do but don't dwell on it too much don't be like you know oh, i'll never do that or um just tr- just try to keep it as positive as you can i sound like tony robbins or something and i guess <laughs> and, and you, you guys probably don't know who that is i know who that is i'm old yeah i'm washed yeah. <laughs> i guess that leads into your next tip as well of like trying to immerse yourself in other people's work yeah um this is actually a really important one and some Something that I myself forget to do a lot of the time and I want to try to make more time for it Um, but if you are a creator in any way um, you should be absorbing other people's creations um, not only just in your field but you know in in other fields as well like it might seem like you're wasting time but enjoying and sort of looking through what others create helps you do better in your own work so Mm. you know if if you're a creator scrolling through your feed can be actually some of the most important work that you do you do during the day because it might affect your next project and it might make it even better because you saw that one thing that that you know that vice video did and you were like no i want to do that and you know you do it for yourself and maybe you, you make it even better um yeah so yeah, using it using it as a starting point for your own work, I think, mm. um, and then making something that's kind of completely your own is is a great way to to go about it. Yeah. So I suppose actually, yeah, the difference there between this point and the previous is to look at actual content that you admire and get hardened because you saw their Instagram. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you you're looking at the the content itself really, and you know, um, what has this person created, and you know, what's beautiful about it, and you know, what is something that you know I feel I could improve if I did something similar. I think that's a a helpful learning process for for most creatives. Yeah. And I guess in kind of that sense, um, there's been a lot of talk that uh, the grassroots rise isn't too much of a thing in the media anymore, hmm. but. But listening to you talk about that, 
it kind of seems like it is a thing, just kind of like a, a, UR, a URL universe. So do you think that the grassroots rise, like a bunch of people who are just creatives rising together is still more important than that of corporations recognising you? Um, I think it's kind of, they're equally valuable, you know, it's, yeah. it's all part of this ecosystem really yeah. and, mm. you know, you can't take one thing out of like a, a real life ecosystem without it, you know, having, you know, significant effects on it, everything else. So It's culture, you know, everything coming together. That's yeah. it, yeah. Um, and yeah, every everything kind of plays its part and, you know, I think it's, it's important to have, you know, uh, I guess smaller sets of content creators um, and, you know, larger corporations. Um, um, all, you know, working and creating content. And it comes back to what we said, you know, the more creativity that's out there, the better it is, I think. Yeah. yeah. And um, obviously to learn these things, you went through your own trials and tribulations yourself. And for even for people listening out, listening out there that are creatives, sometimes it's easier to hear things than actually do things. You know, you can read a self-help book, help book but you might not help yourself. Yeah. So how did you come to learn these things? Um, just by being old, <laughs> mostly. Um, it's experience and yeah. learning. Um, you just have to let yourself go through that process of um, messing up and trying to fix things and doing better. Um, it, it is all a huge process and it never stops. Like, you never stop learning. Um, mm. And, like, I'll admit this now, I used to be a teacher um, and that's a very teacherly thing to say, but it's, <laughs> it's totally true. You never stop learning. And if you feel like you've stopped learning, you need to do something else. You need to shake things up and, you know, get yourself um, into mm. a, a place where you feel like you're advancing yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, uh, Dan, thanks so much. It's been a massive pleasure for you to be with us here. No worries. Um, one final thing is, you know, you you keep on saying how old you are. Um, you know, that's not something I've noticed at all. But as a creative who's been in creative industry for a while, yeah, talking to us young'uns who are just at our budding careers, yeah. is it worth sticking with it? It is, yeah. Dude, it's so fun. It's so fun. And, you know, as we said, like, you know, there's, there's difficult parts, but at the end of the day, I look at it and I'm like, damn, this is a fun job. Yep. What I do and, the, the, you know, the, all, the, all the different facets of it. Um, stick around. Keep, Beautiful. Keep at it. Yeah. You heard it yeah. here on the Sin Expert Talks. <laughs> the that, that is the best <laughs> expert advice ever.